In a collection of essays called A Man Without a Country, Kurt Vonnegut writes, How beautiful it is to get up and go out and do something. We are here on earth to fart around. Don't let anybody tell you any different. And boy, oh boy, is he right. How great is it to do things, to go out and do things? It's one of my favorite things to do, if you're asking me. Doing things is the spice of life, baby. And one of my favorite things to do is to go out and have beers with my good friend and co-host of this show, Joe. Whether we're drinking beers for this podcast, going out to a brewery together, or day drinking and playing spike ball all day, it's a fun thing to do. But sometimes the things that I want to go out and do are not conducive with drinking beers or drinking alcohol at all. Maybe I've got an early meeting the next day. Maybe I'm trying to get a workout in later. Uh, Or maybe I've got to take some time to edit out all the swear words from this podcast so my mom doesn't get mad at me. All that I need to do with a clear head. And alcohol doesn't always fit into that. So on today's show, we've got a fun one for you. We're joined by the co-founder of a craft brewery making all non-alcoholic beers. His name is Bill Schufelt, and as you'll hear, he's a really nice guy, and he shares with us how Athletic Brewing Company got started and where he sees it going from here. So the interview is first, and then you'll hear Joey and I review the beer, and today it is Athletic Brewing's Run Wild IPA. All right, today on Cold Cans, we are talking with Bill Schufelt, the co-founder of Athletic Brewing Company out of Stratford, Connecticut. Bill, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me on, guys. Really excited about it. Yeah, so we were uh, really interested to have this type of beer on our show. I think the only other non-alcoholic beer we've done is Oduls, um, which is, you know, there's a lot to be desired there. Um, we did like how it can fit into a different type of beer drinker's lifestyle. Um, And that's why we're excited to have you on, because that's kind of the inspiration behind um, the brewery that you started. Can you just talk about what what initially drew you to N.A. beers um, and and then got you to the point where you wanted to start a company to do it? Yeah, 100 percent. And like like you could probably imagine, I didn't grow up wanting to be a non-alcoholic beer brewer. I didn't even through my 20s, never, ever would have expected I'd do anything related to non-alcoholic beer. I'd only there'd been no innovation or excitement or branding around the category since I think the last U.S. domestic non-alcoholic beer was introduced in 1992 before 2017. Oh, wow. So there was 25 years where like every grocery store in the country totally turned over, preferences changed, and non-alcoholic beer stayed exactly the same. Mm-hmm. And like the whole craft beer movement came, grew, was super exciting, and non-alcoholic beer was still just macro boring value loggers and um not even uh i mean i hate to hate on any beers but definitely just not exciting beer and um i had gone to college in vermont um and with five great breweries within a 20 minute drive um one a quarter mile down the street otter creek and just absolutely fell in love with craft beer and i lived in new york city for a decade after and always bopped around trying out like all the craft beer bars, like Top Hops and just like finding out all the cool beers from all over the country. And, but I made my way through my twenties. I was turning 30, taking my day job more seriously. Ironically, taking my job more seriously led to quitting my job. But, um, what was your day job? Can you, can you tell us about that? Like what, what did you leave? Yeah, I was in finance. Um, okay. so I worked at a large hedge fund and it was a great stable job, but it was definitely super stressful and wasn't the fulfillment I was looking for. I wasn't mm. attached to any sort of mission in finance. Um, and really I was about to get married and take my health more seriously, starting to run ultra marathons and stuff. And alcohol oh. didn't just didn't really fit into my life the way it used to. And So I went from drinking maybe five nights a week to three nights a week to two nights a week. And then I took 30 days off before I was going to get married. And I just decided to quit altogether. It was like a non-productive, unhealthy element of my life where I was eating better and everything. And it was really an easy decision for me 
besides the like because of how good I felt and how well I slept and it was just like positive in so many ways except they're like just the dearth of options out there when you go to a sports bar when you like go to a craft beer bar when you go to dinner with your wife like it it's incredible to try to pair a sugary soda with any of those occasions right. and right it was this huge pain point and i felt like i'd made this positive decision and then it had put me in such a penalty box um and something that drove me absolutely crazy and i knew a ton about the craft beer world and how just genius and innovative the craft beer world is and it blew my mind that there was no good non-alcoholic craft beer and i would just say it all the time like how is this not a thing and everyone i said it to was like i would drink that like oh, mm. that'd be my weeknight beer and i saw kind of like six months into not drinking i realized just how much healthier i was how much happier on balance without like having hangovers or just getting better sleep and like, like just like random odds and ends of drinking issues that like, like are just unproductive. And mm -hmm. um, so it like, it went from a love of beer to just like a like scorched earth landscape and it was killing me. And so I started to do research and worked like did research on process. And the more I talked to people about it in my family, the more excited about it. And before I knew it, I was two years into business planning and was on the verge of quitting my job. Um, and wow. yeah, really it was my wife who was like, you absolutely have to quit your job. It was like December 29th of 2016. And if you had asked me a week earlier, I probably would have said 10% chance I quit my job. Like I just wouldn't have had the courage to do it. And my wife basically sat me down and was like, you have to do this. And so wow, that's awesome. Yeah. Quit and did it full time and really dove into it. And then promptly got rejected by the first like 200 brewers I talked to trying to team sure. up with and like the conversations going to craft brewers conference in DC that year and trying to talk non-alcoholic beer. People were like, what? <laughs> yeah. Why did you come here? Yeah. <laughs> like all the growth is in like, the seven to 12% range. Mm. Like I've not double IPAs and stuff like that. Yeah. And like, and those occasions are great. Like I'm like, we are not a soapbox company. We're not like trying to reignite prohibition. We're not like, we think the craft beer world, the wine world, the spirits world are amazing. And the world is a hugely stressful place and people need to blow off steam. And we're not trying to take away Friday and Saturday night or anything, but there are five nights of the week where craft beer doesn't necessarily fit great. And mm -hmm. like, we want to be those beers for those occasions. And people ask like, yeah, but when would you drink that? It's almost like, when would you not drink that more than when would you drink it? So, right. If you like the taste of beer, if you like craft beer, yeah. Why not incorporate yeah, that, it more without that's the alcohol? I, that's what I was going to get to. It's like, it was, it struck me as interesting that, you did your market research and found that the growth, or at least the people you talked to said the growth is in the 7 to 12% ABV market. Um, but is that, is that because people were seeking higher ABV or is it because people were seeking the beers that tasted like the ones that have higher ABV? Like, is that what you found when you, when you did that research? For sure. And people just want quality and excitement right. and they want to support good local businesses and great products and businesses they want to support. And it's just reacting to where the innovation was and where the excitement was. And I, I think those beers will always have a great place for sure. And like an Imperial stout, like well-made is an awesome beer for so much of the population. Um, but I did find also like there's 50% of adults who basically don't drink like 50% of adults have 0.1 drinks or less per week. And then a huge percent of the U.S. adult population just has never had any exposure to this craft beer world that we all love. And so we saw this as a great way, as almost like a gateway to the craft beer world and introduce a ton more people to our community. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's interesting that something like this didn't pop up with the huge explosion of craft breweries because there's, I think there's something like 7,000 craft breweries or something in the United States right now. Um, and you felt like, going to being within that community where you were surrounded by craft breweries where you lived, like there did seem like an appetite for this. Um, 
when you ask people, where did they see it fitting into their beer drinking? Like, was it a substitute for beer drinking or was it like sprinkle it in here and there? It could be anything. And I think the table stakes are that it has to be like swappable for at least your session IPA um, Mm. and to fit that occasion. And so it could be your weeknight beer. It could be your beach beer during the day on Saturday. It could be your beer when you're with your kids um, and just don't want to be hung over or drink any alcohol with your kids. It could, I mean, it could be a pacer beer at a bar. It could be your seventh inning beer at a baseball game. It's like, there's so many different occasions and like, it's dangerous in the marketing world for us. Cause like, we're like, Oh, we want to market this. We want to market this. And it's just like overwhelming. And it seems like you have almost focused on um, like the active people, like athletes and um, things like that. So far, has that been a big area of focus for the marketing? Um, yeah. So that the name athletic and our marketing kind of grew out of our lifestyles, but also okay. mainly non-alcoholic beer and not drinking has never been a positive thing, especially in America where prohibition was so universally hated that like not drinking and the word sober have such a stigma on it that's left Mm -hmm. over from 80 years ago. Um, And people don't drink for any number of reasons and it's not necessarily their fault or it could be healthy. It could be anything. And we wanted to take non-alcoholic beer out of the penalty box and put something really positive and aspirational on it. Um, And everyone's athletic in some way. It could be, it could be ultra marathons. It could be a great hockey player or it could be you're sick at video games or it could be anything. So um, it's really all over the range. And yeah. Nice. Yeah. When I was thinking about like how, how this would fit in my lifestyle as somebody who loves beer, basically exactly how you described what resonated with me as you talked was the idea of like a pacer beer because uh, you know, part of, being athletic is like developing some level of discipline. Like when I, Nick and I are doing workouts together right now and, and each other are a level of discipline. I see him do a workout and I'm like, oh, I can't just sit at home and that kind of thing. And even when it comes to like drinking, it's that same, I lose, because I lose inhibition, I lose that discipline. And to your point, like on a Saturday, hanging out with friends, there's nothing better. I want to sit there and have some cold beer and have a great conversation. We solve all the world's problems doing that uh, in our friend group. But I find myself grabbing another one and grabbing another one because I'm so engaged. And I want to have, I don't know, four or five beers over an entire afternoon and into the evening. And I don't know how many I ended up grabbing. And the idea of sort of having this pacer thing that I can, uh, that I don't have to feel guilty about the stigma part. I don't have to feel like, Oh, I'm having water now, even though all of you are having beer and, and, you know, I'm taking myself out of that, uh, connection that we have is fits perfectly with what I would want to do, especially in the summer. Um, and I never thought about it that way until this conversation, until, uh, you know, we, we got connected with you guys and I started drinking good NA beer, which just leads me to the this beer that we're drinking, the one, the Run Wild IPA. It tastes excellent. It's to your point, it's not O'Doul's, which I know you don't want to, that's, that's me saying that that's not you. Uh, but the idea of like ripping, replacing everything that I like with O'Doul's forever is something that just, it wouldn't have crossed my mind. But the idea of supplementing the things I like with something else that I like that tastes good, but doesn't give me those negative effects it's just a new way of thinking about doing this and I, it resonates really well with me. So that, I, I love it. That makes sense. I definitely agree with that pace with the pacer beer idea. And um, I'm so often at a bar or restaurant with my friends and they have like one IPA and then they have that second and they're like, Oh, it's just a little too much. Like that yeah. second one. And they go a little too far and yep. totally the same thing. Totally. Um, Sorry, I just have to grab my dog. It's okay. <laughs> I, I heard the wagging. T- yeah, the tail going wild back there. That's great. Sorry, he's like well, digging on the couch. Um, <laughs> what and, kind uh, of dog do you have? Uh, we have two Cavalier King Charles. So, oh, nice. I love that. Yeah, they got to make a bed. You got to make the nest. <laughs> it's pretty, yeah, it's been pretty awesome these past couple months, uh, like just the amount of time at home. and So they're yeah. definitely spoiled right now. 
That that's interesting too. The amount of time at home has that changed your your marketing and your strategy with this beer at all? Like you talked about the weekday drinking. I also cooped up in my house and am very cognizant of like I shouldn't be opening the fridge because I'm bored. Like I don't want to have the negative effects here on a Tuesday. But Tuesdays feel a lot more like Fridays in this landscape than they once did when I had to drive into the office the next morning. Has has that like factored into how you guys are rolling this out? For sure. I mean, days and hours are totally indiscernible. And like being able to grab a, if you're on like a Wednesday afternoon and like your two o'clock, three o'clock and four o'clock phone calls are all stressful. It's like really nice to be able to grab an IPA during that three o'clock phone call and like not derail like your emails and stuff and be responsible for what you're writing the rest of the day or be able to have dinner with your family and stuff like that. So, um, hundred percent. I think the, the counterintuitive nature of it is that people are like the world's stressful, the world's crazy and everyone's at home. Everyone's drinking. I, I think that's true to an extent. I think people drank a lot right out of the gate, but I think people got really sick of waking up groundhog day hungover. And I saw some, there were a couple surveys. There was a Harris poll survey that said like, 28% of adults said they were looking to actively reduce their drinking. I know Nielsen had one that said 66% a couple months ago. Um, But it's, but at the same time, like off-premise sales are like obviously up huge as well. So Mm -hmm. I think there's just a increase in overall volume of drinking occasions for convenience too. So both alcoholic and non-alcoholic. Yeah. That's really interesting to think about how it's changed with this world we're in right now. Um, I do want to get back to just some quick questions, uh, basically, um, based like on the history of the brewery and stuff like that. Um, the first one is like, how did you get connected with John Walker? Who's your co-founder and head brewer? Um, how did you get connected with him originally? Yeah. I mean, John emerged from the universe after a ton of rejection and I'm super thankful. He's, an incredible partner and co-founder in building this. Um, He had been down at second street brewing in Santa Fe for uh, almost 10 years. And it's an awesome brew pub making great beer. They've been in business about 25 years. Um, And he was just a super talented guy who was really interested in the innovation challenge of it, but he also had two young kids. And so he really saw like the occasion base too, where he loved beer, but didn't necessarily want to be drinking or, wanted to have a beer and be able to tuck his kids in at night and stuff. So um, John is really the perfect partner in it because not only is he so talented, but he's so thoughtful about how we approached it. And when we got together, I mean, in the brewery, you can see in the background there, but this was just an empty, huge warehouse. And we homebrewed around Gatorade jugs in that warehouse for nine months, just the two of us, like getting to know each other, talking about life, what's important, like what do we want to build athletic around. And That's cool. Yeah, we had done all this research leading up to it, and we basically set about doing hundreds of batches on Gatorade homebrew jugs, just changing small variables every batch, Um, like real scientific method approach and seeing how it turned out two weeks later. And speaking of that uh, production facility, so your headquarters is in Stratford, Connecticut, um, which I had, I was not familiar with before this. It's a, I looked it up city about 50,000 people or so. Um, why did you pick that area for your home base? Yeah, it's a great town on the coast of Connecticut. Um, it was about 30 miles between where, so John grew up in Connecticut and then moved to Santa Fe. Hmm. So we both live 30 miles the opposite direction of Stratford. And so that was right in the middle. Um, but plus it's also a great beer town. Uh, Two Roads Brewing is based there about a half mile down the street and they're great nice. neighbors and mentors and have given us a lot of advice along the way, which is awesome. Um, but yeah, we started out built in Stratford and then we recently just bought the brewery in San Diego too, that we're making our own and scaling up. So excited about that. Nice. Yeah, that's, that is awesome. It, it's an old ballast point brewery. Did I, I read that correctly? Yeah, for sure. Like probably some high volume there, right? Yeah. And so it wasn't necessarily built for huge volumes, but it was the last brewery they built as Ballast Point um, under Constellation. So it's like a real brewer's brewery and it's like incredible how they put it together. And it's actually really well suited to our process too, because 
it was a sour and barrel aging facility. So it has all these quirks that actually suit us perfectly. Um, and then it's just a big space too. It's 80,000 square feet. So we can keep growing into it. Um, we did make some pretty good investments in it. We got a sweet new canning line from Crohn's in Germany. Um, nice. And then we have a bunch of new tanks coming in in August, which we're excited about. And San Diego seems like the perfect place for this sort of beer. Like in the times I've been there, just the level of activity that's going on there constantly seems like it fits in perfectly. For sure. And so a lot of, almost 50% of our business is e-commerce and because it's wow. not alcoholic and shipping beer is super expensive. And we were organically without marketing selling a lot of beer in California just because of the lifestyle. Um, and so it did make a lot of sense kind of following our community to California. Like we were just getting so many requests and basically getting asked to go there. Um, but yeah, ironically though, speaking of beer data and non-alcoholic beer data, if you look on Google trends over any time frame, the number one state in the country searching for non-alcoholic beer has always been Washington. Oh, really? Really? Yeah. It's pretty, pretty funny because there's never been a brewery that makes non-alcoholic beer in Washington. So it's not like... I um, think right? that's, that fits the lifestyle thing again, where Washington's yeah. a very active place. We have mountains and ocean and, and everybody is hiking and doing all of this stuff. But it's also a beer epicenter. And we've had a couple brewers on this show where we have craft breweries everywhere. Seattle, Portland are wonderful craft beer cities. And yeah, that marriage is, makes sense. Like the, the culture of the people here, uh, as you know, we came from Wisconsin into this. So also very similar, uh, mindsets, uh, yeah, fits the Washington scene. Well, I think. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's an incredible culture up there and yeah, we have this unbelievable e-commerce data set and sell a hugely disproportionate amount of beer in Washington and Oregon already before we get there, like per capita it was like eight times what, where it should have been relative wow. to the rest of the country. And um, so, yeah, I'd actually done like craft brewery tours up in the Pacific Northwest, just like in like my love of craft beer, but yeah, have a lot of love for like Aslan and Fremont and some incredible breweries up there. It, yeah. And one thing you mentioned is like you had good neighbors uh, in, in your Stratford uh, uh, location, but uh, did do you find like that the brewing community, that's one common thread we've heard in this show when we talk to other brewers is like the collaborative nature amongst who is ostensibly competitors with one another just seems like it's off the charts when you versus other industries that you, you can think of. Like I work in tech. There's not a lot of collaboration between these tech companies. Uh, it's, it's pure kind of tooth and nail fighting. Do, have you seen that when, as you've kind of approached other breweries, you mentioned you've, you've gotten helpful information and tips. It, it, is it a collaborative culture? For sure. Yeah. And um, I'd say in Connecticut, um, I mean, on any group of like four or five people that comes into a brewery, there are people drinking at all different phases and speeds and, we're actually at about, our beers are served at about 25 breweries throughout the state of Connecticut. So it's like a really complimentary offering that they make money on also. And um, we're just starting to do collaborations also. So we're excited about that. Yeah, I saw the coffee. You did a coffee stout type beer with Rise Brewing. Yeah, it's actually what I'm drinking right now. I was going to ask. Yeah, nice. <laughs> uh, sorry, my background's messing it up. But yeah, yeah it's, we. Uh, we got a can of that uh, in the shipment we got, so we'll have to try that one as well. Nice. Intrigued. Awesome. Yeah, Rise is a great cold brew company. Um, they actually grew up in the same town I live in, um, a few of them. And oh, nice. Yeah, they're also really popular both in this area and then the Pacific Northwest as well, so it's very cool. I was going to say, those they make their canned like cold brew in, at the grocery store that I live near. Those are always wiped out on the shelf. Like People drink those up. Yeah, every day it seems like. That's cool. Yeah, it's my go-to car coffee. It's been my go-to quarantine coffee, and I love nice. it. Nice. Um, I think I had a, NA, oh, yeah, like, sorry, go ahead. Just to just wrap a ribbon on that point, I think in any uh, beer, in collaboration with one of the more popular uh, uh, coffee, with Rise Brewing, you talk about resonating in the Seattle market. That is, you, you've hit every single <laughs> right. point settled there. So that would that will do very well here. Very cool. Yeah. 
And just uh, being cognizant of your time, I, I just wanted a couple quick questions uh, to get you out of here. So these are, how many calories are in a typical um, athletic brewing beer? Uh, most are between 50 and 70. So our Golden Ale's like a really guilt-free beer. It's a 50 calorie, really nice. light, slightly hoppy Golden Ale. It's gluten removed. Um, so uh, super tasty. Our IPA is 70 calories, like a classic West Coast, really approachable IPA. Um, almost m- more like an American pale because it's so, the IBUs are so approachable. Mm-hmm. And then our uh, summer seasonal right now is our Cerveza Atletica Mexican Lager, which is 65 calories. Nice. Yeah, I'm excited to try that one for sure. And uh, I saw that um, John Walker was also super into cooking and, and a chef. And um, I was wondering when you talk about those week, weeknight pairings with meals like what would you pair the run wild ipa with if you had to plan out a dinner yeah it goes really well with a lot of things i mean just your classic summer food is incredible like hamburgers and um different things like that um yeah john grew up his whole life in food service his dad did farm to table restaurants in connecticut before farm to table was cool uh way back in the day so he's really thoughtful and um, his approach to ingredients is incredible. Um, we are doing some collaborations with chefs too. So details on those to come, which we're excited about. Very nice. Awesome. And then the last one is, I know you mentioned a lot of your sales are on e-commerce, but if people are looking to buy this, where are the best places to look? Yeah. So we actually just launched with Columbia up in your neck of the woods and we have a store finder on our website, um, nice. but we're going to be in yeah, all the Safeway, Albertsons, Whole Foods. Um, so, wow, a lot of great stores up there. Um, yeah, we've been Columbia uh, have reached out to us super early, and we just we wanted to work with them right from the start. We just wanted to be respectful of their size and our size at the time. So, uh, mm-hmm. we've been excited for a long time to launch in Washington. So, super excited to finally be there. Awesome. Yeah, we're glad to try it. Joey, did you have any more questions? I am just uh, super impressed with the fact that you were considering leaving the finance world at the end of 2016 and are now in 2020, uh, A, created something that tastes this good but doesn't have any, and B, have figured out how to distribute it in a a super unique way, again, with the advantage of uh, your online distribution because you, you don't have alcohol in the beer. It's 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 really cool and it seems like you're at the beginning of, of something really big so that's that's exciting and we're we're thankful for the for your time being on our show uh thank you very much i mean i can't possibly catch all those words with a straight face though it, we have an incredible team and like so many of our teammates just like appeared out of the universe and are brilliant and talented and so it's been a really fun ride and it's the beer community is super fulfilling and all the things going on on the impact front right now in the beer community are super exciting. And so um, never, ever would have found that in the financial world. So we're really psyched to be a part of craft. Awesome. Well, yeah, thanks for sharing today and thanks for coming on the show. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. It was great to meet you guys and let me know if there's ever anything you see in our pilot program, you want me to drop in the mail for sure. Awesome. We will take you up on that. Appreciate it. Cool. Have a great day, guys. Thank you. Thanks, Bill. You too. Thanks, Bill. Take care. All right. So that was our interview with Bill Schufelt, the co-founder of Athletic Brewing Company. Really great to have him on. I thought that interview went well. Very well. Uh, Super interesting story. I had not framed it, honestly, in my head as na as a thing as I love the pacer beer comment. Great. Great. That's yeah. Great line. It's totally right. Like maybe I scared him off when I was like, "Look, I only want to drink four or five, but I'll I'll reach for ten. But at the same time, I felt an energy like, shift when you started saying that. He's like, "Whoa, these guys are uh oh, into but that at the alcohol time, category." <laughs> yeah, but it's it is true. Like there are plenty of times, you know. No, I yeah, want to have totally a little agree. buzz. I want to have a little buzz with my friends, and I do lose the wherewithal to understand that difference. I think it's most people do. It's really hard. And this yep. is maybe a mechanism to do that. You have that beer taste. You're enjoying a cold beer. Who cares if it doesn't have alcohol in it? Yeah. Um, I go think, back and forth. Right. And I think we may have talked about this in Oduls. I remember talking about it at some point on this show where so much of our social life in America and maybe elsewhere as well is built around drinking in some form yeah. or another, drinking and eating. 
And so if you are at a point in your life, whether it's because of you want to be more active or you have kids now or whatever, where, but you still want to be social, having the option to not be drinking during that to affect you during and after, like long after potentially is really nice to have. And like he said, they just filled that void of like, they're for non-alcoholic like cocktail drinkers, there's quite a few options, I would say. But for beer, that didn't really exist until they kind of started doing it. Yeah. I also loved his like seventh inning beer idea of like the alcohol sales cut off at baseball right, but, games, but you can still have these. It's <laughs> honestly an excellent idea. And, yeah, truly. Yeah. I, was gonna, I was afraid to ask too if, if you can drink this while driving, like if he's, if he's considered that. I mean, ostensibly, yes. It's a little dangerous. Right? In theory, you uh, could. To set a precedent. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I, I don't know if he would have gone on record saying that or not, but right. I know like kombucha, I think you can drink that, which is the same amount of alcohol. Um, so that's worth noting, I guess. These aren't like purely NA or like zero alcohol. They are point less than 0.5%. So a negligible yeah. amount, but. Right. Yeah. There, so, okay. To get to this beer specifically, we are, yes. we're, we're drinking the Run Wild non-alcoholic IPA from Athletic Brewing. Um, it you you touched on it, and I told this to Bill after we 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 stopped the interview. I'm like, it's going to sound like I'm trying to kiss Bill's ass, but this is a legitimately excellent IPA. Uh, yeah, it's the, good. It has a little bit of the um, kind of fruitiness to it, like you'd get with a citra hopped or mosaic hopped IPA. Um, and yeah, it just it and strikes the chords that I like in IPAs. It's smooth. And I think it does have those, right? I know it's a blend of Pacific Northwest um, hops in it. Yeah, I didn't know which exact ones. Including Citra and Mosaic. um, Oh, really? Okay. Beer Advocate. So you know it's true. You know it's the truth. Um, I love it. I I legitimately think it's excellent. Yeah, I agree. We, this past weekend, had a locale IPA from Dogfish Head Brewing, which is obviously one of the titans of like craft brewing. And it tasted, this tastes similar to that. Like it's just very drinkable for me, someone who doesn't really like the hoppiness of IPAs all that much. So yeah, this could fit into my uh, drinking lifestyle for sure. Which is evolving. We should touch on this. You and I are trying to work out together. Yes, we are. Nice transition, Joe. We are doing the P90X workout program. We hate it. Heard of it. We love it. Love it. We do our best best. and we forget the rest. (laughs) Uh, and honestly, one of the things after you do a workout, Please be honest course, with me and I will, now that Bill's not on, I, I will be completely frank and honest. No, that's, I'm just kidding. We were honest with you, Bill. Um, no, in the, after the workout, you want water and then you sit down and like a cold beer sounds excellent. And honestly, I don't really want like a beer beer. I want the tactile sensation of drinking a cold beer, especially something like an IPA. Sure. Um, and so this scratches that itch quite a bit. And I'm not going to sit here and kid myself and say like, it's all I would drink. But again, the pacer, the the adding this in addition to the other stuff that I sure. enjoy. Um, I wonder too. Yeah, sometimes daddy needs his juice. That's, <laughs> let's be very real. Daily, daily. Uh, I wonder too, if there is some sort of placebo effect with it. Like you said, when you are done with that workout and you want that crisp, refreshing taste of the beer, like maybe you wouldn't need to drink an actual beer with, or I shouldn't say actual beer, but a beer with alcohol in it. Maybe you wouldn't need that if you had this and it just sort of scratches that itch, um, for, I don't think you would. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, I am being completely honest and we've established Please, Joe, please be honest with me. I will be incorporating four this years into my on this life. Podcast. <laughs> I will be incorporating this yeah. into my life. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> no, I mean I agree. I like it. I and I like that they're coming out with new styles all the time. I think they're up to yeah. about five styles right now, and they just released one. Like he mentioned, I think the uh, Cerveza Atletica um, for summer, like a Mexican style lager, I believe. Oh, yeah. So that would be great and refreshing on a patio in the summer sun. Um, yeah, no, I agree. I would. I am being honest as well, and I will, I will have this. And our our uh, mutual friend Zach um, fr- from Wisconsin has been drinking this for months. He's been sending me uh, Snapchats of it, and so he really enjoys it. It fits into his life. I think from a like he's active and doesn't want the sort of mind clouding or or um, body hangover of a 
yep. of actual beer or of sorry of alcoholic beer. So he's turned to this and enjoys it. Yeah, it's great. It, I think I think the the lexicon will change. You won't mm. you won't accidentally say actual beer. I do think there's this, there's a serious market for this, um, and that yeah they hit on and, something big. It's a good idea. Yeah, for sure. Bill sort of touched on this, and I um, heard him say it in another interview where they wanted to frame it as athletic beers rather than non-alcoholic beers because right. they didn't want the negative connotations associated with that NA category. Um, yep. And I and I think he's right. This is a different category than that because it is still flavorful enough. Um, and satisfying enough that you would be willing to drink it, not just when you don't want alcohol, but for many other situations. And one thing he talked about, you asked him about the situation of pairing it with food. He said summer food. He said burgers. Burgers. Now, what we have for a parable or terrible (laughs) is a burger-esque pairing, but it's not a burger in and of itself. It's something you can get in your snack aisle what yeah that's right the snack aisle in my apartment or the grocery store both right now pringles has this nick this is what it's like when worlds collide remember this is an audio medium first and foremost pringles has collided with wendy's and Mm. they have collaborated to create a baconator flavored pringle so this is gonna um, tastes like the Baconator, the very popular flagship sandwich at Wendy's. I've never had a Baconator, for what it's worth. Wow. Well, you're about to. <laughs> yeah. A Pringles chip. So I'm hey going to try one now. Okay. I think I've decided we're just going to edit out the parts where we're eating. So I'm going to eat two. No, and, you won't. And chop it up. No, I won't. Okay. We have immediate feedback. That tastes distressingly like a Baconator. That okay. tastes exactly like a Baconator taste, which means that Baconator has mostly just whatever this is on it to make <laughs> right. it taste like the what it combination tastes. of chemicals. Yeah, to me, I it tastes like ketchup almost. Like there's a tomatoey aspect to it that is kind of off-putting to me right away. I think overall, um, it's fine. You know, like a nice salty, crispy chip. Yeah, Baconators. They got they some have the, in the background. Sorry about that. This is very real here, folks. We're just a couple of blocks from the Chaz. Yep. found um, myself in the middle of an episode of recently canceled cops, but the Chaz folks have started their own. We don't need to do this. Called Chops. Um, um, Thank you. <laughs> Baconator has like a distinct, like you can kind of taste the fryer okay. flavor to it. And Why folks the fryer? Don't know this. What do you mean the fryer? From the you bacon? You taste the the, the the grease, I think, from the bacon. Mm. Um, and that's good. It's a good thing, but it could be too much. Baconators are insane. They're 8 billion calories. So you, you'd you really want to balance with an athletic uh, brewing beer with your, your Baconator if you're out there here. You don't want to yeah. tag it with an actual IPA. That's the thing. I don't hey, mean actual gotta, IPA. Hey, now, you got to replace those calories that you're getting from the 50 calories from or 70 calories from the IPA. You got a lot of yes. little wiggle room there. You put mm-hmm. a Baconator down. And now there are some insane levels of Baconator, right? There's like, they have Son of Baconator now, which is like a manageable sandwich. But this is an offspring like- from Baconator. <laughs> this is son the of son Baconator of Baconator. Is, yeah, the son of Wendy and the Pringles man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Baconators, let's see here. Now the Baconator by default is a two patty sandwich. Okay. Now that that much no one can dispute. However, there's a breakfast baconator now, by the way, with breakfast sausages, two of them in there. That's a lot of breakfast sausages. Um, I'm looking for images. The son of baconator is just the one patty. Okay. You can you can indeed order to four patties worth of a baconator. Oh my goodness. Four patties, four square patties. I have a just a truly repulsive image in front of me. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a full pound of meat, folks. I have a repulsive image in front of me of a four patty baconator uh, that wow. really, truly is going to haunt my dreams. That thing is awful. And in any way, it's way too much. It's a ton of bacon and American cheese, the burger. It tastes good, but it's way too much. This distressingly captures that feeling. Okay. Of, oh, what I'm eating is is very bad. Um, so in that way, it's it's pretty good. The chip tastes good, and it pairs really well, I think, with this IPA. To me, it's terrible. 
Okay. I, yeah, I think it is too. And I think it's, it is nice a reminder that this is an actual beer and does pair well with salty, crunchy snacks um, and can fit that. So I think it's pairable as well. Pairable, yeah. nom, nom, nom. Um, and so then if you're eating a real burger out there, you'll definitely be able to pair the athletic uh, beers, which are real beers. They're just non-alcoholic. Nick, I'm going to send you this picture in the chat. Send me a chat. Send me the image. Uh, did we we talked about oh, P90X, right? I can't send images. We just said we did it. Zoom doesn't let me send images. Wow. I don't know. your product. Well, certainly. Uh, we briefly did. What do you want to talk about? No, I just, I didn't know if we did the full gambit on the like trying to, because we're doing it to be healthier and especially in the stay at home quarantine time um, to be able Correct. to, you know, like get our blood flow in a little bit. So it's, it's yeah. been nice. I, I've liked doing it with you and being able to hold each other accountable has been good. Yeah, I agree. It's, uh, it's difficult as anyone who's tried it would know, um, but it's, it's not impossible and doing it with somebody else makes you realize it's not impossible. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it would fit this lifestyle, uh, drinking these, these athletic beers. Right. Tony Horton. <laughs> Tony Horton would love athletic brewing company. I, it's too many carbs for Tony. It might be, yeah. Carbs. You hear him whenever whenever they do the like soup stir stretch where you're just like moving your arm in a circle and then he asks them what soup they want, are making and each yep. of the people goes through and whenever they say like uh, crab bisque or something, he'd be like, I hope that's dairy-free crab <laughs> bisque or something. Like just let them say it, Tony, and let it go. You don't have to bust their balls at every moment. That's Tony Horton, though. He keeps you on your toes. It's true. He you is hate funny. Him, We've talked about but it. But you love him. Yeah. Uh, he's like your podcast co-host. That We can all relate to that. Yeah. Yeah. What? Oh, you, <laughs> no. You're breaking up, uh, Joe. Your zinger, we didn't get your zinger in there. Ah! Your internet's slow. This sucks. I was... We need to get was, back in studio. Can you hear me now? now I'm I here. Can. Now I can. I was saying, uh, what's that now? Like, I, as if I was going to move on, but yet That's you were funny. disparaging me as a host, talking about how you don't value me as a person. And um, mm-hmm. No, I I'm said I hate you, but I love place. you. Yeah, okay. All right, should uh, we rank this thing or what? Let's rank it. I know you got to get going. You don't I have a care enough deadline. about Cans Nation to give this beer the proper run it deserves. Okay, Beer Advocate. Now, this was the most um, widely ranked athletic brewing company beer on Beer Advocate, which was in, in part why we chose it. Yeah. Um, and we did get sent a multi-pack to sample, but this is the one we rolled with. It has an 84 or good from Beer Advocate people. I can see why they would respect this. It's yeah. kind of similar to our last episode where – a little more of the the hoppy, like almost fresh hop flavor with those citron mosaics. Mm. But the the thing I really appreciate about this is that there is like a purity to the IPA. It's not over. It's not overly anything. It's made in a really uh, elegant way, very similar to Lagunitas IPA. It kind of sure. strikes some of those chords to me. Yeah, Lagunitas IPA hiding. is one of the best that I've right. ever had. But um, this one is 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 right there. It's really really good. You're right. Yeah, it's not hiding behind like just huge hop flavor by any means. And it really shows that their head brewer, John Walker, um, does care about getting it to the point where it is like has those subtleties of a good beer. And it's not just like a boom, this is an IPA. Deal with it. His, uh, his name's Johnny Walker. I, I know. I feel like they probably deal with that question a lot. I'm glad we didn't ask it. I'm yeah. glad you had the decorum. I probably wouldn't have. So <laughs> hats off to you, Nick. Well, we're just such great interviewers and our interplay is, is uh, flawless. So that's why we were able to banter back and forth without resorting to Johnny Walker. Of course. Uh, what, what tier do you have this in, Nick? I, I'm in Zen. Zen 10. I think I am too. Let me go um, over to colkenspodcast.com forward slash rankings to check it out. Please do. So Zen 10 is going to take you from number 18, Jubilee Winter, Winter Ale, down to number 28, Natural Light. Now, that is 11 beers in the Zen 10. Don't worry about that so much. 
Uh, <laughs> oh, are there now? Whoops. Uh, it's fine. Don't worry about it. I, I think oh, yeah. it firmly belongs in that territory. I think it's that it, it, it is that good. It's, okay. Again, John Walker, uh, uh, Bill, everybody on on his team to create something this good with no alcohol in it in whatever three years, three and a half years. It's honestly, yeah. it's well, remarkable. I mean, there was a lot of yeah pre planning that went into it all, but yeah, from the well, brewing sure. from the brewing aspect, I agree. It is it's amazing. This know, good with this distribution, it's insane. Yeah, and I know the brewing process is sort of a secretive thing, like it's a proprietary thing that's different from past ways of producing non-alcoholic beer. Yeah. Um, so that's cool that they've one pioneered that, and yeah, two been able to distribute it like they have so far. Yep. Um, also, it should be noted, cold cans boys can't be bought. We've been uh, pretty complimentary on this episode. Overly so, Joe. I legitimately don't think so. It's going to sound like we can be bought. We can't be bought. However, in that vein, if you're interested in Athletic Brewing Company's <laughs> beer, you can go to athleticbrewing.com and you can buy their merch. They have a great merch selection. You can buy their beer. Do. And what is the promo code, Nick? We have a I dedicated promo code. We do have a dedicated promo code. You can go on their website and order any of the beer we've talked about and their new stuff. I think they also do a like beer subscription thing. I believe the promo code, but let me check, is coldcans25. If you enter code coldcans25, you get 25% off your whole order if you're a new customer. So yeah, uh, we can't be bought, but they did provide <laughs> us that little thing, and that's pretty and nice. So check that out. We, in, uh, in the vein of not being bought, again, we do have some hats to give away to coldcans listeners. We got a couple hats. What should we do for a contest, Joe? We need some fan engagement here. Okay. So you can reach out to us. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram. Cold Cans Pod yep. on Instagram and yep. I think Cold Cans Podcast on Twitter. I, I, never mm, I love that synergy. <laughs> when, you, when you do, you got to send us. <laughs> <laughs> what are they sending us? Nick, you tell them. Go ahead. Uh, how about... <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be a, a video. Oh, I like it. Um, maybe about a t- no. Should it be? We could do a like funny thing where it's like a time where you should have been drinking uh, NA beer and you weren't. <laughs> or a veto, could, veto power. Okay, it can be more wholesome, and we can say like, when is a time in your like life that this would fit in like where would you drink in yeah. a beer any craft beer that actually tastes good where would you drink it so send us a video of yourself talking about that send, send us, us that and we'll send you a hat Instagram. yeah winners i am the sole judge of the winners what uh, what's that now uh no yeah we'll pick we'll pick two winners we have two hats to give away that's the kind of pull the coal cans boys have for you folks um, we should be very clear. We have four hats. We have two hats to give away. <laughs> Joe, you weren't supposed to tell them that. What are you doing? Now I'm the bad guy just because daddy wants to get his own juice in the form of a hat. Come on. But, okay. but go to Athletic <laughs> Brewing's website and enter promo code coldcans 25 uh, We'll be thrilled. Oh, what here? You can do this now. What should the hashtag be on the contest for Instagram and Twitter telling us when they would drink an NA beer? Nah. You're frozen, Joe. Uh, it's. No, that may just have been me, my brain. <laughs> it's probably my brain. Wow. Am I still there? Now you are. Um, hashtag. It's egg. Nope. Didn't catch any of that. Do it again. Am I here? Now you are. I spent all that time thinking about this. We may edit that out. There was a technical glitch. And you want to know what I fucking came up with? Use the hashtag Shanana to tell us about your NA beer. That's fun. Is it? Or is it just taken from Comedy Bang Bang? Well, Shot. we steal everything that's actually funny on this show. 
All right. So then, yeah, hashtag Shanana. Uh, that's S H A N A N A. And tweet at us, and we'll send you a hat. But we only have two. <laughs> okay, let's rank this thing, Nick. Let's do it. Three, Zen 10, two, two, one, one 23. Oh, <gasps> whoa. Yay. We're in the beer funnel holding club, beer bong holding club. We're holding the beer We're bong. We're holding each together? other's beer bong. We something. are. We've held hands. We have come no. together to hold a beer bong. <laughs> we're not in the hand-holding club. No, we're not. We're innovating on that piece. Remember to use hashtag Shanana. <laughs> okay, so our number 23 beer. Now, important Explain it for, to all him, mul- for all alternatives, are we bumping off the bottom beer and the entire rankings or – Bumping the bottom beer from the ten ten, which is natural light, or are we ripping and replacing with number twenty three, Elysian Dark of the Moon? I vote we bump natural light. Really? I don't think it's I don't think it's placed correctly. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. As we're gonna we'll, we'll we can reevaluate it at any time. We can bring it back into the fold. I think okay. it's placed it correctly. You do. I, I'm you not telling you whether I think hat? it's too okay. high or okay. too low. I won't. Remember, that's hashtag Shanana. <laughs> so you instead of us. bumping pure still, hard still water with malt alcohol base from the <laughs> yes. bottom of the rankings, we are bumping natural light from the Zen 10. Yeah, that's fine. Yes. It sets up a nice Cinderella story for natural light later on. So the new number 23 beer is Athletic Brewing Company's Run Wild Non-Alcoholic IPA. This was a fun episode, Joe. It really was. And I can't wait to go to athleticbrewing.com and (laughs) enter promo code COLDCANS25 at checkout.